The following podcast is a Dear Media production. beautiful human beings of the internet. I'm Lauren Elizabeth and audio is my specialty. Haha, <laughs> get it? That's a joke because my life is a joke at this point. I mean, listen, I'm not going to like cry wolf. That's not the saying at all. I'm not going to, you know, make you guys feel bad for me or anything. You know, when you launch a podcast, naturally you should have the audio figured out and that I didn't. So the past two episodes, you guys have bared with me, but today I thought, you know what? Let's just bring it back really quick and let's get into it just the two of us, because my mood is just cool, calm, and collected. Can't you tell? I feel like a late night radio host. Remember when Khloe Kardashian was a late night host? It was like after dark with Chloe or something. And I just feel like you got to talk sensual and cool, even though it's literally three o'clock in the afternoon. It's fine. I was supposed to record a podcast episode last minute with Caitlin Bristow for this week, but that's actually going to be pushed to next, next week. And ever since I started the podcast, I've just been enjoying it so much. I've been just absolutely having a blast and just been having such a blast getting your guys's feedback that I honestly really just did want to sit down by myself because if you followed me before the podcast, you guys know that I vlog and I talk to the camera 24 seven on my own. So I've no problem chatting with myself, AKA you guys. So I've just have been so excited and thrilled with how the podcast is going. I really just wanted to kind of run my mouth for a while by myself and talk to you guys because there's just been so much going on. And obviously, like I'm narcissistic enough to where when I have a guest, I, you know, I want to let them talk. But now I'm just like, give me my moment to shine. So I feel like, you know, every few episodes, I'll probably throw one in by myself. But honestly, this week was just absolutely crazy that I totally got like anxiety for the first time about I was so excited to do the podcast and I have all these amazing friends and I want to have all these guests and I just got had so much anxiety last week that I felt bad like reaching out to anyone which is so stupid but I have so many guests lined up that I'm not like worried about it my anxiety just got in the way for a minute and instead of rescheduling a last minute guest I just you know wanted to do things on my own because when there's like a group project I was always the person that just like wanted to do it by themselves you know and I I I wasn't smart in school so that probably wasn't um, the brightest idea, but I feel like when it comes to my creative career, it, I, we're doing we're doing decent. So welcome back to another episode of Mood. Like I said, my current mood is cool, calm, and collected because, you know, sometimes you just got to lower your anxiety and you got to pretend you're a cool girl. You know, you got to be like, ooh, I'm a chill girl. I'm fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm great. Um, no, but I actually am feeling like pretty cool, calm, and collected. It's funny when I wanted to do this podcast episode by myself the other week, I was like, Oh, this this episode's gonna be I'm freaking out of control and I'm so hyped because I think I just had so much adrenaline from the podcast launching and now I'm just honestly feeling really cool calm and collected I'm in my house and I locked my dogs out and I'm just sitting by myself it never gets less weird recording a podcast episode by yourself but at least my dogs are not going to interfere and I feel like this might be one of the last episodes where I don't do it in a studio so that the audio is under control but I'm I'm determined to figure it out myself since I do everything with my own two hands in my career, which can be bad, but 
I'm determined to figure this out. But anyway, even though my current mood today is cool, calm, and collected, honestly, everything I'm talking about today that I wrote down is not currently cool, calm, and collected. I feel like the current mood is just catching up on all the hot goss, the drama, and just currently what is going on. Since the last time we spoke, aka I spoke to you with Claudia Saluski, I'm so glad you guys liked that episode. I have had a crazy week. And by crazy, I mean I left my house more than once. And I know that I always joke about that, but honestly, I've realized that like I actually really don't leave my house. I had a girls night on Friday night and I've been doing a lot of vlogs lately. So I don't really like vlogging in public anyway. So when I have to work and my office is at home, I, you know, I stay at home, but then I put the Christmas tree up and I was like, oh my God, let's do a girls night. We'll sit by the Christmas tree. Maybe we'll make cookies. I was trying to keep it like really, you know, under control. And then of course, last minute, someone's like, oh, let's actually go out to dinner and then let's go back to Lauren's house. And I was just like, this is a recipe for disaster. And it wasn't a recipe for disaster in the sense of like, we stayed out till four o'clock in the morning, but I realized that I have an issue. Like the moment someone suggested we go out, I was like, oh, I don't want to go. And then that's when I realized I'm actually a hermit. And I told myself, Lauren, you have to leave the house. Like, this is insane. You're going to have a great meal. You're going to have great cocktails. You're going to be with all your girlfriends. Like, you don't just need to have them over. You can go out to a freaking dinner, you know? So I decided not to make a deal about it because I know that it was like just in my head. And I told them that I would meet them at dinner. And then I realized that I must be really close with my LA girlfriends now because when we made the dinner reservation, it was for 7.30. And... You know, usually when someone makes a dinner reservation for 7.30, you show up at like 7.30, 7.35, 7.40. And these little bitches all showed up after eight o'clock. And I called and I was like, how are you getting to dinner? Because most of my girlfriends live like two minutes away from me. And they were like, oh, we're all Ubering from our building. Cause like four of them live in the same building. And I just thought, hmm, okay, well, thanks for the invite. Like I, maybe I wanted to Uber with you guys, AKA me once again, being so dramatic because why would I go out of my way to Uber with them when we all live probably five minutes from the restaurant? The restaurant was literally on my street. And so I already got annoyed and I was like, okay, well, they're clearly all Ubering together and I'm having FOMO, but it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. And then they were like, okay, we're going to get there at 7.45. So I was like, okay, sweet. Well, I was going to leave to be there on time like a normal person. But now since I already know you guys are going to be fashionably late, I don't want to be the first person there by myself. So I pour myself a glass of wine and I vlog a little bit and then I decide to leave. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get there at 7.50. It's going to be perfect. And I get there and still, lo and behold, no one is there. So I am in this like fucking mood at this point. I don't know why I'm so cranky about this. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not like saying I'm the most punctual person ever, but I feel like I'm pretty good. And so for some reason, the fact that like no one gave a shit and everyone was just running late and no one cared, I was just like, and I was by myself. So it would be one thing if I wasn't by myself, but I feel like since everyone was running late and running late without me, I was just so annoyed. And I actually gave everyone the cold shoulder. And like, you don't do that unless you're really good friends with someone. So I was like, this is a really like exciting moment. And everyone was like, why? And I was just like, well, because I'm pissed at all of you. (laughs) And they were like, well, okay, you're pissed at us. I was like, yeah, but isn't that so cool? Because if I didn't like you, I wouldn't actually be pissed at you because I'd be polite. But I clearly am so close with you guys now that I want to tell you all to fuck off. And it was a really, you know, bittersweet moment of having to tell them I was pissed at them, but then making light of the situation by explaining that, 
you know, we, at least we're, we know we're close because I'm telling you that you're annoying the shit out of me. And the bartender even got in on it. And when they all got to the restaurant, he handed me my margarita and he was like, wow, finally you guys showed up. She's been sitting here. This is her third margarita by herself. She's been here since 730. And I was just like, this guy gets it. And they were like, oh my God, you have? I'm so sorry. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I guess just no one likes to be on time. I mean, as I'm telling this story, I realized like how dramatic I was being, but I think I was just like, it was a long week and I was really cranky, but I just thought it was absolutely hilarious that the bartender went along with it. And, you know, when I leave my house, I like to do so in a timely matter. Okay. And once we got there and I knew we weren't going to eat for so long. And I was like, we're not going to be able to go back to my house and be with the Christmas tree. And that's all I wanted. So, you know, I guess that I had a little room to be cranky, but we had a great dinner. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, you probably have no idea who my friends are, but they're all really, really great girls. It's really hard to make friends in LA. And I feel really, really lucky that I have like a really good group of girlfriends. And my boyfriend always makes fun of me because he's like, you don't have any friends. And I'm just like, are, are you kidding me? Like, are, are you actually kidding me? Like, A, don't say that because it's like semi-true. And B, don't say that because I'm literally hanging out with 10 girls tonight. But the problem is, is that majority of my girlfriends, aka all of my girlfriends, besides literally a few, I've met through dating my boyfriend. But we've been together for three years and our lives have become, you know, very, very like in sync and simultaneous, for lack of better terms. And so it's like, OK, sorry that your guy friends, girlfriends, we all get along. So I feel like the guys get kind of like jealous when all the girls hang out without them since they brought us together. But I feel like it's way better than the other other case scenario of like all the girlfriends hate each other. So it's a really, really good group of girlfriends. And we just have so much fun when we go out together. And we went to this new like vegan restaurant, which that was another reason that I was pissed off. I was like, are you kidding me? I have to eat plant-based tonight. Like I wanted to get like pizza or something. Don't worry, everybody. I ordered Domino's like four hours after dinner. So we ate our dinner. And then of course I got hungry before bed and I ate like 17 hot wings and a few slices of cheese pizza. So I stayed true to who I am. I never let LA change me, but I will go out to a vegan restaurant because I feel like they have fun cocktails because they have to make up for the fact that their food is based off plants. So it's really nice getting like a fun swanky cocktail and then like biting into a fake chicken wing and pretending it, it, it's good. So it all kind of like works out. You guys know the drill. I am lazy, but I am healthy, okay? I was tired of taking so many supplements and wanted a single solution that is going to support my entire body and cover all my nutritional bases every single day. If you're someone like me who's like obsessed with gut health or really needs a boost in energy, immune support, maybe you just hate taking pills and vitamins and want a supplement that actually tastes good, you are going to absolutely love AG1. I was just talking to my boyfriend's dad about it. He's obsessed, which is just like, if you can get the parents on board, it like generations of generations, okay? So I drink AG1 in the morning before just really doing anything besides obviously feeding the girl. And it just makes me feel unstoppable, ready to go. Like I already accomplished something so important with the most minimal effort ever. I'm obsessed AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. So it's going to replace your multivitamin, your probiotic, and all-in-one drinkable habit. It really is a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. So they're really raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. 
why take a bunch of different things when you can literally just mix one scoop in powder in water once a day? And knowing that every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, whole food source ingredients, high quality, they're going to give me major benefits, a mood booster. I just feel amazing. It's the best daily habit. You guys need to get on board. Also, it's like tis the season, you know? If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to ag1.com slash mood. That's drinkag1.com slash mood. Check it out. Is hiring a challenge? Yes. Do you love a challenge? Also, yes. You need a hiring partner, girly, that can help you rise to the challenge and you need Indeed. You already know that Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, just searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do all of it. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that can find you match candidates. And with Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed US data. One of the things I love most about Indeed is that it's all in one place, okay? It's going to make it so easy. It's going to get you one step closer to hire by just immediately matching you with quality candidates. So I don't have to search high and low through like all these different resumes and figure out if like it's really a fit and like narrow it down. It's like basically already narrowed down for me. It's like Indeed does the hard work. Indeed's going to show you candidates whose resumes only fit your description immediately after post so you can hire faster and even better. Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. You can start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job at indeed.com slash mood. Offer is good for a limited time. You can claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash mood. Just go to indeed.com slash mood and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash mood. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. On Saturday morning, I went to San Francisco for Caitlin's live show. I know I've mentioned it pretty much on every episode of this podcast, but it finally happened. So I'll shut up about it after this episode. And it was so freaking fun. You guys don't understand. Like I was so nervous just because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really know what her tour was exactly. I didn't know exactly what she did. And I didn't know exactly what I would be doing. But I'm someone who like, I love winging it. I love improv. So I wasn't nervous about being able to like, keep up. It was more so I was just nervous of, it's one of those things where like you're going to a show and you're a special guest, but your demographics, AKA like the, your fans, quote unquote, are potentially so different that like these people might have no idea who I am and might not give a flying shit and then might not think I'm funny literally at all. So as someone who prides themselves off being, <laughs> you know, cool and funny and whatever, that's my fucking worst nightmare. Okay. I mean, it's clearly not at all. My worst nightmare is mm, probably like, well, it used to be being kidnapped, but I feel like I'm all too old for being kidnapped now. So I have to think of something else, but I showed up in San Francisco and I was so exhausted from girls night before that. I literally have still been in San Francisco two times, have not seen any part of the city. I took like a four hour power nap 
and went to the show. I met up with Jason and Caitlin in the lobby. By the way, they are so freaking cute together. I mean, obviously, as a Bachelor fan, I never really understood, like, how they met or, like, what their relationship is like because I'm not, like, that much of a stalker. But seeing them IRL, it just made so much sense to me. And it, like, my favorite memory I was cracking up was that like every time an Uber called or like an assistant called or someone that was trying to like get Caitlin to the right place, she would get so frazzled. And then Jason, she would just hand the phone to Jason and Jason would take care of it and was like so mellow. And I was just thinking, oh my God, you guys are like perfect for each other because you don't get on each other's nerves. You just help solve each other's problems. And they were so cute together and so funny. And so I was very, very impressed with the relationship. I just thought they were so perfect for each other. So I'm very happy for them. And then obviously Blake Hortzman was there who I met last year at the, yes, you know it, Stagecoach. And obviously I'm really good friends with Kaylin. So it was a little bit awkward at first, but I mean, it's fine. Like at the end of the day, it's not drama worth me getting into, even though obviously watching the show, I comment on it and I make jokes during the show. But, you know, you don't want a, a situation to be awkward in real life. And he's a super nice guy. And very big and large in person, I must say. I feel like a lot of the Bachelor guys are that way. They all look so small on TV, and then you see them, and you're like, oh, wow, you're you're a big man, big, giant man. And so we had a lot of fun. We went on stage, and I just went absolutely, like, wild. I told the craziest stories. I was crawling on the floor, and I was very surprised. There was a lot of people that actually, like, knew who I was, and it was a very big treat. I saw some friends, actually, in the audience, and— we just had absolutely so much fun. It made me literally want to do a tour one day full of me being insane, which I think would be very, very fun. Just because, you know, when you, you're someone that never leaves your house ever, it's nice to go somewhere and say these things and then actually have people to interact with. So it was really, really fun. Everyone in the like audience was amazing. It was a blast, a blurry, blurry blast. And then we went out after. I grilled Blake about Kaylin for a little bit. I tried to convince him to come on the podcast with her. He completely refused. Um, so that's probably never going to happen. But at least I can have them on the podcast separately and ask the hard-hitting journalist questions. I don't know. Um, but I tried, okay? I tried for you guys. That's all you need to know. And it is an absolute no-go. <sighs> Dreams crushed, fully dreams crushed. What can I say? I just am trying to be, you know, a, a hot, a hot scoop girl. What? A hot scoop girl. That makes literally no sense. But then since then, I've literally been home. And like I said, I'm feeling cool, calm and collected. I think literally every night last week I cried in bed. So I'm my goal for this week is to not do that. I literally found these old YouTube videos of myself. And we actually did that on girls night too. Like there was a few of us left and my brother was with us and I kind of wanted to embarrass him. So we went through like a bunch of my old videos and old vlogs and I made all these like super sappy, like family oriented, like growing up oriented videos when I was kind of like moving to LA and everything. And we were just watching old stuff. And it was just so funny, like sharing it with people who know me now that didn't know me back then slash my brother being there and being so embarrassed. And so I like cried one night by myself watching old videos. And I was just like, oh my God, like not even like I've come so far more so just like everything is great in the moment and you don't realize till you look back at it type of thing I was just like oh I love my friends I love my family I love whatever I don't know I was feeling sentimental and nostalgic but it was really really funny that actually 
was sparked from me recording my episode with Claudia because I went back and found all these throwbacks of us and they are so freaking embarrassing, but hysterical. And so my goal for this week was obviously to not be a full-blown psychopath and like watch This Is Us and cry, which like I know I do for fun, but I feel like I was like crying like too much and getting too sentimental and I need to like calm down and stop thinking I'm in a quarter life crisis. I feel like I need to just like cut it off, you know? I've really been milking this quarter life crisis thing once I figured out that I'm 25 and if I live till 100, that that's a quarter. Sorry, I'm good at math, but I just, I've been really been milking it and I feel like I need to like stop, get my shit together, be cool, calm and collected and stopping in a quarter life crisis. So that's kind of like what I've been up to in like the past like couple days. But besides that, what's currently going on in the world is obviously me watching TV per usual. And I got so excited because I was talking to you guys about 90 Day Fiance. I was telling you guys, you have to watch it, but everything was like kind of really wrapping up. Like I watched two reunions last week there was like the 90 day fiance the other way reunion and then there was the 90 day fiance before the 90 day reunion I believe and both were really really juicy and really really good and I was like oh my god and I when I was gonna record this episode last week I was just like oh my god I told all these people that listen to my podcast that I'm obsessed with these shows and now they're all ending like what just ended um wait what if Real Housewives just ended I I know a bunch are starting but I feel like something just ended Am I stupid? I know that like the 90 days was coming to an end and that like something else that I mentioned to you guys that I was watching was coming to an end. And I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> Don't you worry. A new season of 90 Day Fiance just aired. So like the OG original, just classic 90 Day Fiance. And so far, so good. I mean, it once you're like really in it, there's not as much that like surprises you anymore, but you still kind of want to see how it turns out. So you have a couple that's like this, this one woman and this one guy. Oh, wow. Great description, Lauren. Thank you so much, you guys. It's an American woman and a guy from Turkey who speaks literally no English. And then she speaks literally no Turkish. So how they communicate, I have no idea and have yet to figure it out. They both seem like they have the mental capacity of honestly like 12 year olds with like Stockholm syndrome. I just like they don't they don't feel like real people to me the way like their mannerisms and even like their confessionals and stuff. They just look like glossy eyed and just not totally there. And I was thinking like that last night. And I was thinking to myself, wow, that's so mean. But I really don't know how else to describe them. Like, they don't seem, this this woman, she has three children. One of them is like 16. And when she introduced us to her children, I was like, no, 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 she, she does not raise those children. Like, she doesn't have the mental capacity to like raise three three kids. Like, there's no way. And it's not even like in a mean way, like more of just like they both seem so naive and just like not totally there. It's bizarre. Then you have this other guy who's the first guy in history to actually be wealthy, which is like really, really exciting because most of the people from the other country come to America because they want to like milk these people from their money. And I'm not like saying that as an American who thinks that I'm just saying that as like someone who watches this TV show, like let's calm down. If I could move to Italy, like Joe Giudice, I would, but here I am stuck in West Hollywood. So this one guy is like, he's not that bad looking. He kind of looks like a dorky version of Diplo. Like that's kind of how I'm seeing him through my eyes right now. And he found this woman, apparently they met on a yacht when he was traveling and he's like a big spender. Like he has like a few Porsches. He has like a nice watch. Like he's a spender. Okay. Who knows what's in his bank account, but this guy, he keeps his money where he can see it. And he met this girl on a yacht 
And I'm not kidding you, like 10 out of 10 Victoria's Secret models stunning. Like she's actually gorgeous. And uh, last night, I'm actually not done with this week's episode yet because Cameron came over last night and interrupted my binge, but they actually seem like they really like each other. He also has two children and a normal wife, but I'm not really sure like where this is going to go wrong. He literally said that she has two of his credit cards because he wants her to live a good life that he's probably spent over $100,000 on her. So clearly this guy makes money because that's so much money to spend on someone you're literally not married to and just dating and lives in another country. But he was like, yeah, the craziest thing she's ever done with my credit card was just like she went and bought a car. And he was like, yeah, which I guess is weird since she's moving to America. Why would she need a car in Brazil? But I guess it was just a spur of the moment thing. And I'm like, bro, no one just buys a car spur of the moment unless they literally have no respect for your credit card or plans to come over there with you. So we got some crazy couples lined up and I'm trying to think of one of the other couples. There's one girl that's pregnant and she's stuck in Russia. She's nine months pregnant and she won't even be able to communicate with any of the doctors in the hospital while she's giving birth. She can't really speak Russian and she's marrying a guy that's uh, been married twice before and has two has a kid with each of his former wives. So not looking great there, but very, very fabulous television nonetheless. And my friend Snapchatted me last night and she was watching 90 Day Fiance, but apparently she was watching like a season that I haven't watched yet. So I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm probably going to go and watch an older season while simultaneously waiting for new episodes of 90 Day Fiance, because that's just, that's just who I am. That's how I roll. And I, I can't pretend to be someone I'm not. Okay. I love trashy television and I love laying in bed and watching TV and you might like meditating. I like meditating to TLC. So that's just where that's just where I am in life. But don't worry. I obviously am a Bravo girl through and through. And I become more of a Bravo stan every time a new show comes out. And I also listen to um, Bitch Sesh with Casey Wilson. I don't know if I mentioned that to you guys in my first episode, but it's such a good Real Housewives of um, Everything recap podcast because they're just like these these two moms that, and I say moms because like, I don't want to say older ladies because they're not old, but like they have children. So like, they're clearly older than me and Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider. And they are absolutely hysterical. Casey Wilson was on SNL. Danielle is a comedic writer. They both are actors as well. They're absolutely hilarious. They have amazing guests and I just love hearing them talk about it. So a lot of the times I'll go start watching other seasons or see, or franchises of housewives because I hear them talk about it and I want to know what they're talking about. I've been trying to do that with Orange County and I can't just like fully get into it, but I feel like I know the characters enough and kind of like play it in the background to where I like listening to recaps anyway and hearing what people think because I basically hear what The Morning Toast has to say, Bitch Says has to say, Bitch Bible, like all these different podcasts. And I feel like it's just, you know, it's like a hobby when you watch these things on TV and then have a podcast to go and like listen to people's thoughts about it. And it totally obviously influences how you feel about it. But I'm really excited that New Jersey is back. I got super into New Jersey like two seasons ago, and it seems like it's absolutely wild. The Joe Judice and the Teresa, I can't like say their last name without stumbling, but the Teresa and Joe special with Andy, I watched it when my girlfriends were in town and it was just like kind of a letdown. It wasn't really like telling or anything. 
And it was like a good thing. To, it was like a perfect thing to watch with your girlfriends being in town with some rosé. But like it wasn't as wild as I thought it was. But the season looks absolutely crazy. Just like so much fighting. And I don't really know where I stand right now with the whole like Teresa, Jackie and Jennifer thing. Jennifer looks amazing. It makes me really just believe in liposuction because she claims that's all she does to her body. And damn, she looks good. I don't really know anything about lipo, nor do I need to. But I'm just like, wow, good for you. Good for you. And Jackie is just like really like has always annoyed me. I feel like she's really pretentious. And like I'm someone who's just like a people pleaser too. So like I can kind of like play the game and like get on someone's good side just because I'd rather be nice to someone than like be in drama with someone, which is funny because obviously I love talking about drama and commenting on it. But like I don't like confrontation. I don't like being in drama. I just like being uh, like and looking in from an outsider's perspective. So when I look at Jackie, I'm just like, why do you have to be so stubborn? And like, why do you have to be so like, mm, like just be nice, which brings me to I've realized that I've been loving this season of Dallas Housewives so much because I am seriously unhealthily obsessed with Stephanie Holman. I don't know what it is, but just like watching her in her house and the way she talks, I just think she's so like perfect in goals. Like I, I know I said this already, but it just has, it has become bigger and better since the last time I talked to you guys. I follow her on Instagram. I stalk her husband on Instagram. I just read their captions and look at their life. I think they're so cute, like absolutely goals. I just, I don't know. I'm like obsessed with her. I, I, do I want to be her when I grow up? Maybe. And that's why the whole like her and Cameron thing is really bothering me because it's just like they clearly can't communicate with each other. And it, I, I wouldn't say it goes back to that people pleaser thing. I, I feel like they're both so passionately believing that they're both right, that it, it's genuinely one of those things where I don't think they're ever going to be able to come to a conclusion because they just cannot hear each other out at all. And they're both kind of still trying to be nice and it's just not working. So I'm interested to see what happens next. I can't stand, um, what's her name? The new Carrie's like husband and family and just her whole shtick. Like she's starting to get really, really annoying, which I guess is good because like you obviously need bad characters, but the dinner with her husband just drove me insane. It was like a combination of like, you clearly aren't expressing to him how you're really feeling slash your your jewelry business is like kind of annoying so like I also don't really care but like you can't say you don't care about someone's mom like that's just rude I don't know it's just like this whole thing her kids drive me absolutely nuts they clearly have absolutely no respect for her I don't think the husband has much respect for her either and so it just gets like a little dark and not fun when she's just I don't think she brings anything to the table besides sadness I had a thought of like maybe she's coming on the show to set herself up for a divorce because I feel like a lot of new housewives come on so that when they leave their husbands they have something and so my only theory is that like maybe next season she'll be like separated from her husband I don't know that's just like kind of a theory because all she talks about is how she has nothing and it's like well at least you have housewives now but you obviously can't say that to the camera because then that's breaking the fourth wall so like maybe you're setting yourself up having people get to know you come inside your relationship and then maybe you're going to get divorced if like you stay on the show so that you have something to fall back on but like the jewelry is not it sis it's not it at all Speaking of not it, sis, or maybe it, sis, I don't know. But I saw that there was like drama going on in like the YouTube world, which I am literally never involved in. So I feel like I'm not even speaking about this 
from being a YouTuber. But like I said, I love watching drama from afar. So I dug a little, a little too deep into some of these, like, I basically, I, I watched like the Instagram live of like Shane explaining why he's not putting the Jeffree Star drama with like James Charles and Tati into the series. I haven't watched Jeffrey's video yet, but like, I kind of like don't really care. It's like, if he puts it up, I'm going to watch it. But in the meantime, I don't really care for all the explanations. But what I did dive deep into is there's like Trisha Paytas drama going on. And it's so funny because I was literally just talking to Caitlin Bristow. I was explaining to her who Trisha Paytas is and like what she does. I was like, you got to watch her how to be a sugar daddy video. Like whenever we have girls nights, we always watch like random Trisha Paytas videos and we all just like laugh and are like, what is going on? I also made my friends do a deep dive into the David Dobrik, like giving people cars for 25 minutes video because they didn't understand David Dobrik. And I was just like, okay, you guys, you you need to understand. Like these videos are amazing. Like if I want a good cry, I watch him give people cars. It just, it touches my soul, okay? And so I basically saw online that there was drama with Trisha Paytas and I watched the videos and I just like, I literally can't. She doesn't edit her videos. And so she does, there's no like chronological order slash narrative to her videos. She like talks and talks in circles and doesn't cut out like dead pauses. Yet I still watch it. And apparently there's like this like, drama going on with her and Gabby Hanna, who I know. And then Gabby DiMartino, who I haven't spoken to in years. But it's just like so, so, so funny. And if you're someone that like likes watching drama and like just reading all the tea and the receipts, I highly recommend doing like a little going down a little bit of a rabbit hole with some Trisha Paytas content. Oh my God, I can't talk. Some Trisha Paytas content lately because she's had a lot of just juicy, controversial content on her channel lately. I won't even get into the other stuff because it's like so controversial and I don't even want to talk about it. But the Gabby drama is just like really funny watching someone go through receipts and talk shit and then seeing all like the screenshots. I went to Gabby DiMartino's Instagram last night after like literally I was literally going on Gabby DiMartino's Instagram as I was walking into my therapy session and my therapist probably could see over my shoulder because like you walk down a hallway. It's like all like private or whatever. And I still was just like clicking through because she posted all the receipts and stuff. And it's just absolutely hysterical. And apparently there's a podcast where they talk about it. I need to go listen. Like I'm just a loser. Like I don't know what else to tell you guys. I'm a loser. I like looking at receipts and drama and just like getting all the deets. And I, I I can't change who I am. Okay. Same thing of like Christmas decor. Like a bunch of people were like, oh my God, Lauren, I can't believe you put your Christmas tree up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm trying to spread the holiday cheer. I'm sorry that you're f- feeling a little uh, grinchy. Well, guess what? I'm feeling ho, ho, ho. And H-O-H-O-H-O, not H-O-E. I'm not an H-O-E because I've literally been in a relationship for three years and don't leave my house. So there's no possible way I could be that. But I do have my Christmas tree up and whoever says it's too early to get in the spirit, you need to check yourself because my theory too is I go home for Thanksgiving and then I go home for Christmas. So that takes out three weeks that I can enjoy my Christmas tree. So in order to get those three weeks of holly jolly spirit in my house, I have to put it up early or else I don't get to enjoy it for as long. And then it's kind of just like, why do I take the time to put up all these decorations if they're literally not even going to be up for that long? And it just like changes the mood, you know, it changes the vibe in your house. You have like a nice feeling 
You can put on Michael Buble. You can feel good. It's like twinkly lights. It just like gets you in a good mood. I feel like Christmas just reminds me of being young and being at home and like feeling like I live in a home. And so I'd rather feel cool, calm and collected with my Christmas tree and Michael Buble than like be waiting to put it up. I just I I, I want to put it up now. And I did. So back off haters back off that's pretty much my current mood a combination of i'm cool calm and collected but i am high on drama content in the tv world and in the youtube world i mean there's not much else going on in the world right now i mean obviously there is like in the news and like real things but in the sense of like drama and gossip i mean thank god halloween's over if i had to look at any more halloween content i just i literally can't and as long as we all pray for selena gomez and britney spears i think we're gonna make it to the end of the year. I think that's all that matters. So on to my current obsessions. I have a few current obsessions this week and some of them are products and some of them are some health stuff. Cause like I said, I feel like I need to get out of my quarter life crisis and therefore I need to like kind of take my health and take myself back. And so I've really been trying to focus on, you know, keeping the house clean, my skincare routine, getting to the gym. I try not to push myself too hard. I'm like lucky enough to where I don't need to work out like crazy to like stay in shape. I can work out a few times a week. And so especially with my anxiety and stuff, I feel like it's good for me. So I try not to be too hard on myself because then I cause myself even more anxiety that's unwarranted. So for instance, today I was like, you know what? I, my cleaning lady comes over on Tuesdays and she has a newborn baby and he is so cute. Well, he's not newborn. He's like quite a few months. So he can like sit up by himself, but he can't walk. He can't crawl. He can't talk. So he's just like literally a giant mush ball. And I'm absolutely obsessed with him. So on Tuesdays, I really like to kind of just like relax, get the house clean, hang out with the baby. And then once they leave, I go into OCD mode. I shower, I do my skincare, I make the bed, I wash the dogs, I do the whole thing. And then I can just kind of like really relax, do some work on the computer. And so I'm just really obsessed with kind of like taking care of myself, taking my health back. And so I booked all my workout classes for the rest of the week because I really want to get a good sweat in and feel good about my body because I don't really work out to like look good because I don't, I don't know. I I don't really want to make LA fully like take me over like that because I feel like knowing so much about Instagram, especially like all the apps and all that stuff. It's like no one really even looks like how they look on Instagram anyway. So why am I trying so hard to have a body that like no one actually has? It's all fake anyway. So that's why I try not to go too hard on myself. I am a Midwest girl at heart and like I want to enjoy my life at the same time, but it's I do need to feel good. If I really just let it all go to shit, I just don't feel good. And I think that's the most important thing. So I've incorporated a few like new things into my like lifestyle, I guess. I mentioned this in this last week's vlog and there's this water called H factor water. It's literally just H space factor and you can get it on Amazon. And me and my friends are all like absolutely obsessed with it right now. It's hydrogen infused water and it totally sounds like a load of bullshit, but I swear to God, it actually works. You had to drink it within 30 minutes of like opening for like best results. And it like reduces inflammation. It helps your body recover. It has like antioxidants. And so I drink it before 
before bed and I kid you not, I've been waking up feeling amazing. Like my, I, I, I don't, I'm not a morning person at all. So the fact that I've been waking up feeling good, I'm like, I know it's this water. And it's just like, if you drink alcohol or whatever, and you have it before you go to bed, you wake up and you're like not hungover or inflamed. It's crazy. And it's like, since you had to drink it in 30 minutes, it makes you drink it really fast. And then obviously, you know, you probably want to drink more water before bed. So I feel like I've just been drinking so much water lately and I've noticed such a difference in my skin and my energy and I know it sounds so goddamn stupid because like everyone says that and it's obviously something we all know that we should do but when you have like special water I guess it makes you feel even better and so I wanted to tell you guys about it since you can order it on Amazon I feel like you should totally totally try it because Usually I'm always like order Celsius on Amazon, but that's like an energy drink. And like, yes, it's the best. It boosts your metabolism and it burns fat. It's healthy green tea energy. But this is something that's like just so next level in a sense of like, it looks like a gimmick, but like it's taking the world by storm. I really, really, really love it. And it's literally just water. So it's not like you're really putting anything else into your system, where as a lot of other stuff has like sugar and sodium and all this stuff, because it's like helping you digest uh, the electrolytes and stuff better, which I do love, especially for traveling. But this H factor water, just having it in the house, my boyfriend and I always chug it before bed and we just feel absolutely amazing. So that is definitely something I'm currently upset with. And then on like the OCD, like, and I don't say like OCD lightly, like I'm not speaking ill of like mental illness. Like you guys know, I'm someone that like takes her meds and goes to therapy, but in like this vein of like organization and just like being like super over the top lately, I've really been loving Stony Clover. They sent me all these pouches and I love that they labeled them. I'm not like a huge fan of anything that's not like neutral and kind of over the top. So they sent me all these like neutral pouches, like light pink, beige, white, black. And I love that they're nice leather. All the accents are gold. So it's totally up my alley. And I feel like with all the travel coming up for like the holidays and everything, I don't know if it's just me, but obviously I go home for the holidays and it stresses me the hell out. And I am like really, really obsessed with all these new companies just going above and beyond for like travel wear, like Stony Clover and Bays uh, by Shea Mitchell. And I feel like when I travel and I have all of these pouches and compartments, it just makes for such a better experience. Literally right before I went to San Francisco, I pulled out all this new Stony Clover stuff and I just organized everything I was taking into all these different pouches. And it makes for such like a seamless trip when you're getting ready, you're pulling stuff out of your suitcase and then you're repacking because I'm someone who like I can pack really well. But when I repack, I usually just throw everything back in. So when you're have all these pouches, you throw it back in and it's so, so easy. I literally even just made a whole pouch for like my nude lips because I have really, really good organization in my house. But when it comes to like skincare and beauty stuff, I have way too much of it because A, I get sent stuff and B, I forget that I get sent stuff, aka I just you know, purposely go and spend money anyway. And I go and I buy stuff. And so I went to Sephora last week and I bought some new lip liners, like a lip sharpener. If you obviously follow me on Instagram, you know this because I did a huge haul, saved it to my highlights. If you didn't see it, it's just under the title nude lips. But I just, I love nude lips. I love lip liner and all this stuff. So I got like a pouch from Stony Clover. I have it right here and it has 
a lip gloss and like a lipstick on it and I put everything in there and I figured that that way I could keep it organized better and then when I do travel since it is just a pouch like I can just throw it in and that way I'm not just like putting all these different lip liners and lip glosses everywhere so Stony Clover 100% has like amazing amazing pouches I'm like actually get excited to go home when I know I can keep everything organized. I'm also really excited because I'm just like excited to like be like in the fall weather. I always say like, yeah, I'm excited to see my family, but no, I'm, I'm more excited to wear cashmere because I'm a psychopath, but I seriously am. Like I, I just want to pack like all nice sweaters, nice pants, everything in pouches and just feel like literally like I'm Ariel fucking Charnas or something and just have my shit together when in reality I don't at all. But it's all about feeling like you do. You fake it till you make it. And also what I got from Sephora was these Patrick Ta. It's his new monochromatic line. And he had three lip liners and three like lip silk, like lipstick glosses. And I honestly love the formula. I have such dry lips like such dry lips. My boyfriend makes fun of me all the time, which is something you'd never want your boyfriend looking at, which is your chap lips because you're like, Ooh, do you want to kiss me? And it's like, Oh no, he's looking at my chap lips. Great. I'm disgusting. But this Patrick Ta formula, a lot of these like lip glosses are like super matte or all that stuff. And so they like dry out your lips or you just look crusty and like who the hell wants to look crusty. This formula is so, so good. I got two of them. They have amazing names. It's like, she's humble. She's independent. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And so I got two of them. Amazing formula. Highly recommend if you love nude lips. I love the Huda Beauty lip liners and the Patrick Ta uh, lip like silk cream. Like you'll see him. He doesn't have that like many products. So it's just like those new three nude lip glosses. They are so, so good. You guys can trust me on that. And I've also obviously been obsessed with my Laneige lip sleep mask. I think there's a Sephora sale right now. If not, I know there's going to be bundles for Christmas. So I highly recommend men getting the Laneige. It's like L-A-N-E-I-G-E. Laneige, Laneige. Um, it's their like sleep mask. And then they have like an on the go kind of like lip balm version. So, so, so good. I also mentioned in my last video in my current obsessions, the like ice mask from Amazon. And I've actually been using it because my assistant made fun of me when I like whipped it out. I was like, can you put this in the freezer for me? She's like, yeah, are you actually going to use it? And I was just like, oh, like, I mean, come on. Like, I get it. You know me well, you know, I'm probably not going to use it, but like have a little faith. Okay. But I actually did use it and I love it. I got these two ice balls and then a ice face mask. I'll start like putting everything on my Instagram story on the same day as the podcast. So you guys can go and like swipe up to get everything that I talk about. I feel like that's a good compromise since podcast is weird and you probably are not going to remember any of this, but oh my God, this ice mask is absolutely amazing. I keep it. I'm a, like, you know, a bougie ass bitch. And I have a mini fridge in my room because why walk downstairs when you can put a mini fridge in your room and there's a little freezer section in the top. And I just stick both like those three things in there, the two balls and the ice mask. And when I got back, from San Francisco. I did my skincare routine. I let it kind of like soak in. And then I went in with like the ice, everything, and it makes such a difference. I get so inflamed and so puffy. And not only does it feel really good, but it really, really takes down the inflammation. So I highly, highly recommend. I can't believe I actually use them. My last current obsession is my UV glasses. As someone who literally wanted to have bad eyesight so bad as a child because they wanted glasses and would fake it at the eye doctor, I just want to thank whoever thought of making UV like blue light glasses because now I can wear them and all 
although I'm just wearing them because I think I look cute, I can tell people, oh, it's to protect me from like the UV blue, like light. Like I'm just like really like care about my eye health. And like, you know, like in the digital age right now, we really have to protect our eyes from screens. Yeah, I don't really give a shit. I just look really, really cute in these glasses. And it's really helping my no makeup look because it's making me look a lot better. So Thank you so much, whoever thought of that. I have this one pair that's Tortoise from Felix and Gray. And then I have another pair that's like clear and it's from the Chrissy Teigen Quay collection. And wow, Bethany, wow. They really level up your like nighttime look. It's like, ooh, me with my book and my glasses and my candle and my freaking spray and spritz. And like, I'm just so perfect and I have my shit together. No, I'm a fraud and I'm just wearing UV glasses. Okay. Highly recommend though, honestly. Okay. So enough about me and my current obsessions, because obviously I could be obsessed with so many things and I just need to stop myself while I'm ahead. This episode is the first time we are going to be doing, oh my God, I just like, I I think I have to burp. This episode, we are going to be doing our first round of My Mood, which is where you guys send me an email titled My Mood. And then you tell me what your mood is and what you need advice with because of that mood. So I'm going to jump in and I have to kind of move the microphone a little bit. This first one is a relationship one. And it says, I've been with my boyfriend for about five months and I really love him and can see a future with him. We both just graduated college in May and we are working on our own respective entry-level jobs and barely barely getting by financially. I have a great job and make competitive money, but I'm bogged down every month by really expensive rent and credit card debt. He has less than an ideal job and makes significantly less money than me, but he quote-unquote lives at home and saves money. His job is over an hour away from his parents' house and only 25 minutes from my apartment, so he stays with me most of the time, aka he hasn't even been to his parents' house in over a month. The thing is that I love having him there. He helps clean up, contributes towards groceries, and overall just makes me really happy. He even started covering the water and plans to pay the electric next month too. I have a roommate and she's only ever said that he's great to have and helps take care of the apartment a lot, but I worry she's starting to resent him for being over all the time. Oh, I didn't realize that you have a roommate. Did you say that? Um, okay. I love living with him and I quote unquote living with him. And I think that I could actually do it as a real arrangement. But when I brought this up to him, he always says it's too much, but isn't he already basically living with me? I also know he really can't afford to split rent with me. So I feel really bad bringing it up again. Lauren, what should I do? I love him and I love having him around, but he's getting most of his benefit of living at my place at little to no cost. Okay. So you've been together for five months and you really love him and can see a future with him. Here's the thing. Living together is super hard. Obviously, we kind of talked about this last week because Claudia and Phineas just moved in together. And I think that five months is honestly a little too soon. And that's just me because I don't know. I feel like I would never think about moving in with a guy if it hadn't been a year yet, because I feel like the first year you learn a lot about each other. And then the second year gets really hard because it's like, okay, we got through everything the first year we made it a year. Now we're just going to do it a whole nother 12 months. It's almost like you went through Christmas. You went through Thanksgiving. Like you went through all the steps of a usual 12 month relationship. You've been together a whole year. And then the second year, it's kind of like either it gets easier or it's hard, or you just like work through stuff. But I feel like the first year you really learn a lot about each other. You get past the honeymoon phase. And so five, months, I feel like you're not totally there yet to the point where like, it's okay that he isn't ready to move in with you and that it's too fast. Like if you were only together for five months and you both wanted to move in together, that's totally fine too. But I think that since you've only been together for five months, that it's okay that he thinks it's a little fast. And I think it's really, really great that you see a future together. And I think one thing I learned about guys is that you really, really never want to rush them because they, they, 
they mature emotionally at such a different rate than we do that I feel like we are more comfortable with a lot of things faster than they are. So you don't want to rush them in a sense of like, you might in a year and a half time, not a year and a half from now, but like when you have been dating for another six months or another seven or eight, he might actually just be ready. But if you make this such a big deal now, you'll never know because you pushed him too much and you pushed him away. So my advice would be, to maybe set up some boundaries in a sense of like, it is a little weird that he's like starting to pay for things like your utility bills when he doesn't really live there. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I guess that's really nice. So I think it's more of like setting up a conversation about boundaries of like, if you do have a roommate and she is getting annoyed, I think that's like something you really, really have to deal with because it's so annoying when you have a roommate and you're single and then you your roommate has a significant other and they're over all the time. Cause it's like, you signed up for living with your friend and now all of a sudden you're like living with their, like your friend and their partner. So I think that that gets really, really tricky. So you have to either be like, okay, we need boundaries. We need to like spend less time here because of my roommates involved or whatever. Obviously it gets super tricky because he lives with his parents. So it's not like you can go spend more time at his place than your place. But at the same time, like your roommate didn't sign up for living up with your boyfriend. So I think it's more about setting boundaries and like, it, it is weird. Like, does she know that he's like paying your utility bill? Like, I, I think the utility bill thing is just like a little weird for someone who like doesn't actually live there. I think boundaries is definitely a big like conversation you need to have since he's not ready to move in together. And you have to be like, okay, if you don't want to live together, I know that you love staying here and that you're contributing and I'm so grateful. But since we're not ready to move in together, you know, for the respect of my roommate, maybe we only have like these date nights or whatever. And my biggest like just piece of advice is just trying to always be on the same page and communicate because even if you are feeling like you're ready to move in with him, you have to be willing to like understand where he's coming from and at least be on the same page right now and know that like, okay, this is where we're at right now. And then we'll revisit this at another time. But at, as long, at least we're on the same page right now and have that open and honest communication because you don't want to start like hiding your real feelings from him because then you're going to start resenting him and being confused. And as long as you're on the same page and can understand where each other's coming from, I think it's really, really important. I know like in the past, like I brought up stuff to my boyfriend and I told him, I was like, listen, as long as like, we're just being open and honest about these things, we can move forward on the same page. Cause if you can't move forward together, you're only growing apart. So you want to be able to grow together and having those hard conversations that like are cool, calm and collected. That's how you're going to be able to grow and be stronger from them as opposed to like making them fuck up your relationship. If that makes sense. It's also like, I don't really know all the details. So like, it's a little tricky, but I think the biggest takeaway is like, make sure you and your roommate are on the same page. Make sure you and your boyfriend are on the same page and start setting up some boundaries. Cause it has only been five months and you want to see a future together. So make sure you're not pushing it to the limit before you can even get to a place that might be really, really good. Okay. The next one, I'm going to do another relationship one before we change topics, but she says, Here's my dilemma. I dated this guy for three years. Let's call him Ted. We dated throughout high school, but decided to break up before college since we both met out of state. We broke up before the summer, but I miss him. If he's down, do you think it's a good idea for us to get back together? Keep in mind, we're only in our first semester of college still. Let me know what you think. Okay, you dated for three years. That's a very long time. You dated through high school, which is a totally different time of your life. And I know that sounds so annoying because everyone's probably saying that to you, but it's like, 
it, it's, it truly is one of those things where I, I think you really need to have a full year of college before you can consider getting back together if you broke up with your significant other from high school, because you'll never get those four years of college back and they fly by. Like you don't realize like how, I feel like people in college, like don't even realize how incredible it is until they're out of it. Because like once you're out of college, you're literally in the real world for the rest of your life. And so it's like, you can have those conversations with someone. Cause I'm someone who's like, I'm a fighter for love. Like if you're meant to be together and you feel that I hundred percent am always like, fight for what you love. But at the same time, you're in a situation where you were together for three years. You've only been in a semester of college. I think that you can open the door to maybe like communicating and having conversation and seeing if like, it's easy for you guys to talk while you're, you know, both at these different colleges and doing stuff. But I wouldn't just jump right back into like, Hey, let's try dating again. I think, I mean, I don't know, you didn't really mention if you guys are like talking or texting or whatever, but I think that like, it's something that you want to maybe slowly try to get back involved with and not take away from your college experience because you don't want your whole first year of college ruined by a guy for sure. Even if in the, in the moment it feels right. But I think if you can have like healthy, you know, a healthy relationship with him while you're in school and it like turns from being more than just like, oh, we talk all the time and we dated and now we're talking more and more and more. And if it ends up to you guys, if it leads up to you guys like dating, I think that's great. But I wouldn't just like run back into a relationship with someone just because you miss him. I think maybe you try other coping mechanisms first and trying to be like, okay, should I try to start talking to him again? Do I really miss him? Am I, or am I just like lonely? Like really like check in with yourself. And if it really is him, I think you open that door of communicating, but like don't get your hopes up and just like run right back into a relationship. Just try to like test the waters out a little bit and keep your mind open to like college and like having fun and like being single and like meeting new people but if this person in your gut is someone that like you really really can't live without I think a hundred percent you open that door but stay cautious because distance is something that's really 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 hard and timing is something that although it might not be although it might be the right person timing is something that can always fuck up a good relationship even when it's good the timing just sucks so just like protect yourself but like always follow your heart and your gut Does that make sense? Ooh, I like this one. Okay. This girl said, my mood is insecure. I just got in a new relationship after a long, rocky breakup and being single for about two years. I feel like I'm constantly questioning if he really likes me, hating on myself and thinking I should just break it off even though there's nothing really wrong. Not sure how to just feel happy and relaxed about me and the relationship. Okay. So this is something that I feel like I can kind of relate to in a sense of not really like when I started dating Cameron as much, but I think when you go into a new relationship after like, after a rocky and bad one and a breakup and being single, going into your next relationship, you can bring a lot of baggage that you're not even really aware of. And it does manifest itself in the form of insecurity. And I feel like you can be like this, like strong, confident person. And then you like get your heart broken and it just like totally fucks you up. And what I realized after my first relationship is that I couldn't even, the reason I finally broke up with my ex-boyfriend is because I finally started taking care of myself and falling in love with myself. And once I was like able to have that self-confidence, I was able to break up with the wrong, like the guy that was wrong for me because I finally loved myself. And then since I finally loved myself, I felt comfortable getting into a new relationship because I was like, if I love myself, I can now love someone else. So it's like a two hitter of like, you need to really check in with yourself and think, okay, 
am I really insecure about the relationship or am I insecure about myself? And if I don't love myself, can I really love someone else? So you need to do some like serious work on, you know, yourself and getting to the root of the issue of like why you're feeling insecure. But you have to also remember too, that like it is so easy to be insecure in a new relationship. Even if everything's good, you still have those fears and like those like triggers of your old relationship. So when I first started dating Cameron, I have a really big fear of being left and I have insecurities of like not being good enough, not being pretty enough. And just like the whole like quality time thing. I think my love language has really, I feel like it's really become prevalent that my love language is quality time. And I feel like with my ex-boyfriend, he never really had time for me and everything was always on his schedule. And so something I kind of like, instead of being insecure about, I was insecure about it at first because I was kind of just like scared. I I was afraid to really be a partner with him and be a teammate with Cameron because I was so used to having someone like not really want to spend time with me. But then once I had those conversations with him, that insecurity kind of faded. And I know I always say this for all my advice, but like communication is really, really important. And I think it starts with you of like, do you really love yourself? Like, are you insecure in your relationship because you're just insecure with yourself? And how can you heal that? Like, how can you build up your confidence? And you can't be dependent on your partner to do that for you at all. And it sounds like your partner is really good. So maybe it is something where you really just have to look within and think of what things can I do for myself? Even though I'm dating this guy, you always have to make time for yourself and you can't be dependent on the relationship. So even though I have an amazing partner and like, I love like to be like that, I can depend on this person. I know that I still have to make time for myself to spend time with my dogs and watch TV and get my work done and read a book. And like, I don't want him over every single night because I want to have that quality time with myself because it makes me confident and love myself and take care of myself and feel good. So what are things that you can do with yourself to rebuild your confidence while still being with your partner? I think that sometimes when we're insecure and feeling low, the easiest thing to do is get rid of our relationship. And I don't think that always necessarily is the case. If you have a good partner, I think that you can grow as a person while growing with someone else. But you have to really think like, am I bringing along baggage from my last relationship? Like, am I just feeling insecure because of how my ex made me feel? And am, am I bringing that into this new guy? And he's not even doing that. Like, my my boyfriend, his ex-girlfriend was really, really controlling and would not trust him and make like drive him crazy. And so for me, I had to keep reminding Cameron, I had to kept, like keep being like, I'm not your ex-girlfriend. Like, I don't care if you're out with the boys. I trust you. Like when I say like, I want you to come over, it's not because I'm trying to control you. I'm just expressing that I do want you to come over. But if you really can't, like, I'm not going to be mad. And I think it's just really being aware of like the triggers and the insecurities so that you can communicate them correctly and process them correctly. And then I think a good tip for anyone that's insecure in a relationship, I think that if you, cause what I'm gathering from this specific email is that I feel like you probably have insecurities with yourself that you need to deal with on your own, that maybe it's not your partner, but I think a good tip for someone who is feeling insecure with their partner, besides obviously communication and being open and honest about that, but you have to be able to know how you want to receive love. And that always goes back to the five love languages. And it sounds silly, but it is so, so important. If you give love a certain way, a lot of times you expect to receive love that way, 
but not everyone gives love the same way. So if you know that you like compliments and you like quality time and you like physical touch, whatever it is, and he doesn't know that because he just likes giving gifts and he's giving you gifts all the time. And you're like, I feel insecure. I don't think he likes me, but maybe it's just because you need love a different way than he's giving it to you. And that's okay. It shouldn't make you insecure. You shouldn't feel like you're asking for too much. We're all allowed to ask for love in the way which we feel we receive it the best. So for me, I always tell Cameron, like I receive it with quality time and words of affirmation and he receives it with like acts of service and whatever. So although I know he's like, oh, can you go get me a glass of water and turn on the fan? I know that I can go do that. And he's just going to actually feel taken care of and loved. Not that he's just actually lazy, even though he is a little bit lazy, but I know that it's not going to be an issue when like I don't text him back right away because he's not like a freak about words or whatever it is. So I think figuring out how you receive love is really important and figuring out how how to better love yourself so that you can figure out if this relationship is the issue and how to fix it, if it's worth fixing, or if there's stuff that you need to fix within yourself. I think I'm actually going to stick on like the dating topic to keep this like a fluid episode. And then, cause there's some about like business and careers and moving and growing up. So I feel like maybe we'll stick on love for this one since we're on the topic. And then the next my mood episode, we'll do a different topic if that's okay. So this one is, Hi, Lauren. My name is, let's call her Susie, because I don't, I don't know if she wants me to say her name. And before I tell you what's going on, I, oh, oh, never mind. Okay, hold on. That's an affirmation. Thank you so much. Okay, getting into the problem. I met this guy. Let's call him Pete, who is a friend of a friend, Fred. We met for the first time back in May 2018, and since then, I've had a crush on Pete. But he was in a confusing relationship with a girl, so I kept my distance. After there were a few other parties that we saw each other, but nothing major until August 2019. Okay, so that was pretty recently. I went to a gathering at Fred's house, and we've really connected. I've always felt there was an attraction, but that night we were flirting like hell. I, went, I wanted the 411, so I talked to Fred, and he said that Pete was interested. So my friends were arranging a party for us to hook up. There were a few meets and nothing, literally nothing. At first, apparently, he is still... Oh, at first, he apparently still has feelings for his ex and didn't want to complicate things even more. I totally respected and kept my distance, but I still replied to uh, some of his stories. He replied to mine, chatted a couple times, even though he's really awkward online. Okay, I don't get it. A few months passed... And we still got to hang out a few times. Nothing was happened. Nothing happened. I was totally losing hope and thought I was too available, you know. But Fred kept saying, chill out. I'll make it happen. But you need to relax. For fuck's sake, I was waiting three months already. I just couldn't wait any longer. So I decided to send him a very clear message and cut out the mediator, Fred. I said in the message that if he weren't so wasted, we could have shared a couple of kisses. At first, he didn't reply. So I messaged Fred, (laughs) getting the middleman back involved after the confidence fully just goes away. And he said that Pete was waiting for our Halloween party we throw every year for us to properly hook up. Curiously, Pete replied a few moments later with a stupid answer. Last Saturday, me and all my friends went to a party. Pete went. He was flirting with me as always, but nothing happened. When I thought things could not get worse, I looked to my side and I saw Pete kissing this girl right in front of me. I could not believe my eyes, but I would not just sit there and be sad. So I kissed some other dude. By the time I lost all hope and was feeling really shitty, Pete came up and kissed me. What? And I was just like, what just happened? During the kiss, my mood was angry, guilty, sad, disappointed, happy, excited, surprised, LOL, every emotion possible. Now I'm wondering, should I give this another shot? Should I let go? What should I do? What would you do? Okay, this is literally insane. I don't know how old you are from this. And I don't want to assume like, I feel like you're like probably in college. Oh yeah, you're in college. Okay. 
But like, this is like classic, like way too many people are involved, like friends, like especially when someone's like, oh, like, let me like, let's set up a party so that you guys can hook up. Like, come on, we all need to grow up. Like, I mean, as much fun as that shit is, like, clearly it's not working. And like the middleman's not working. I feel like you can only use the middleman for so long just to like gather the interest, gather the intel, get the 411, the drama, and then you have to take it into your own hands. So we need to fully cut out the middleman unless it's like, then you can always like put the middleman back in. If like you get your heart broken and want to like talk shit, of course, throw him back in there. But right now we need to cut him out. We need to find out from him. Do not go asking all your friends why he kissed that other girl. You need to have a conversation with him because we need to cut out all these people involved, okay? As much fun as drama is, your heart is in the the process, okay? So I'm going to be mature with you for a second and I'm going to tell you to cut out the shenanigans, all right? You're going to text him and you're going to ask him, Okay, you know what? I actually changed my mind. You're you can you can do this in a text form. I, I'm a pussy too. Like I would I was gonna say you're gonna text him and you're at, gonna ask him to meet up and you're gonna hash this out and you're gonna talk about it. But I understand that you know that that's very I don't know socially anxiety social anxiety problems. So if you need to do this over text, that's fine. But just remember when you text people stuff like this, you give them the opportunity to have more time to think and like think out their answers and like craft their text messages. So sometimes if you really want an honest answer for someone, or you really just like want to catch someone off guard or like get to the bottom of something or like really know how someone's feeling, I think it's better to like actually, actually just like go up and talk to them because then they can't think about what they're going to say. And you have to like actually have a real conversation. Whereas when it comes to texting, it's like people can just be like, okay, shit, what should I say? How should I word this? And like think way too much. So I still support you texting him, but if you really want to get nitty and gritty, you can't have a conversation with him. But I think that now that you guys kissed, you have more than a right to be like, what's going on? Because let's go back to the 101. Communication is key. You need to get to the bottom of this with communication. You can't keep playing these games. You can't do any more shenanigans. No more parties. No more Pete or Fred. I can't remember who's who. But You need to be like, okay, so we kissed. So the next time you see each other, the next time you talk, I think you always want to play like cool girl. Like you never want to define the relationship. You never want to like go in too hard. It's like that girl that like meets a guy and is like, oh my God. So like how many babies do you want? Like, I love you. Like, do you want to get married? Like, when do you want to get married? Like you still want to play it cool and be chill because you want to protect yourself and like you don't want to like scare him away. But I think you deserve the right now that you've kissed to be like, oh yeah, like, you know, I saw you kiss that other girl. Like what was going on with that? Like we've been flirting for so long, like, damn, like whatever. Like you can be chill about it, but I think that you definitely need to have a conversation of just like, oh yeah, so like, why'd you kiss me? Cause I saw you kiss another girl. Like, why'd you kiss me? And then you can see what his answer is. And I think that you can continue this as long as he has a good reason for kissing that other girl. But it seems like he just got out of a bad relationship. He did still have feelings for the ex. This has been going on for three months. So if you don't have a really good conversation and you don't like maybe start casually hooking up and dating exclusively after this, I think he's just going to keep hooking up with other girls. So you might want to like protect yourself. And like I said before, it's like timing is everything. And I don't think he's in the headspace to be exclusive. And I think you deserve to be exclusive because you've been flirting for so long and you did kiss. So unless you just want to hook up with him and you're okay with like maybe taking it slow and having him hook up with other girls till he realizes that you're the one, that's fine. But I have a feeling he's still going to be hooking up with other girls. So 
I think you should have the conversation just casually of like, what was that about? Like, what should do when? Where you at? Like, you hooking up with other girls? Okay, that's fine. Well, then don't kiss me because I don't kiss boys that kiss other girls in front of me. But if you're down to just like hook up, like there's no shame in that. So have the conversation, cut out all the people, cut to the shit, and then decide how you want to move forward. And if how you want to move forward isn't with him, play it cool, but cut him off, girl. Okay, I'm going to do one more because this is amazing. This girl who shall remain anonymous says, hey, Lauren, I wanted advice on something to make a long story short. Okay, I'm so bad at reading. To make a long story short, I'm totally in love with someone who is 19 years older than me. I'm 23 and he's 42 and has two small kids and he's totally in love with me too. The love that we have for each other is so real, honest, pure, and strong. I've never felt too sure about something in my whole life. Never felt so secure about wanting this person for my whole life. The thing is I'm scared of what my family or friends might think. I know age is just a number and that love and trust is all that matters, yet it's still scary for both of us. We don't know how people will react, but we're very sure that we want to be together, what should I do? Okay, so this is tricky because, I mean, that's a really, really big age gap. He has two small children. I need to know where these two small children are from. Is he married? Is he divorced? I really hope he's not married because um, if he is, then obviously that's an obvious answer. You can't go public because that that's, is that illegal? I don't know. But I mean, here's the thing. You're 23. So like you're kind of at a normal age. Like you're, if you were 19, I'd be like, get out. I still think that you're really young, but you seem to be very, very in love. Therefore, I think that age is just a number. And I think the only way you'll know if you guys are actually meant to be together is if you actually tell people and actually try having a normal relationship. So although I don't think I could ever date someone 19 years older than me, just because, you know, you you go through so many steps of life and I feel like it's kind of like a fast track and maybe you miss out on some stuff. And I think that I, I prefer the version of like growing with someone. I think that true love is true love and you can grow in a different way together. So as long as like this is the life you want, you have to, you know, take control and you have to actually really like do this thing with this guy. Because what happens if you like tell all your friends and family and then shit hits the fan and then he can't take it anymore and he leaves like then he wasn't the one. You know what I mean? Like you have to find out sooner or later if this can really work. So I'm someone who like I prefer not to waste time. And it's not like you're like getting married tomorrow, but it is a normal thing in a relationship to have your friends and family know. I think that any relationship, you have to be able to be open and honest about it with your friends and family or else it's not healthy. Because I think as much as love is so important, I think it's like the most important thing in the world. I think having a partner is one of the most beautiful and like incredible things that any of us could ever experience. And like starting a new family with someone one day is just so beautiful. But your OG friends and families, they have to be a part of it. It's it's a whole, there's so many people involved when it comes to a relationship. And you really want those people to know and love each other. It can never be perfect. You're never gonna have everyone like each other. But that's a part of having a relationship is navigating all of your other relationships that are involved, but the keyword is involved. So right now there's no one in your life involved in your relationship. And I just think that's really unhealthy to have no support system and to kind of keep it secret. So if you really think that this guy is the one, I think you have to take the next step to really put it to the test of like, okay, if we're really doing this, like, let's do it. Let's, you know, you don't have to get other people's opinions involved or like negative energy involved, but you just have to be honest. And I think that it'll help you grow 
stronger and learn a lot and really figure out your next steps as a couple. And hopefully it can be a positive experience, but either way you, at least you're doing it the right way of not just living in, you know, like what's it called? Like shame, even though you don't have to be ashamed. It's just, you know, like the phrase. So I think you should open. And I think that people love love. And if they really see that you guys are in love and healthy and happy, I think that's the most important thing at the end of the day. And I think people that love you will see that and that's what they want for you anyway. So I think you got to take the next step because you can't hide. You can't hide. Okay, you guys, I am so excited that we finally started my mood. I love talking about all this stuff. I could talk forever, hence why I have a podcast. I love reading your emails. I know we only did a few today, but we can totally do them every episode if you guys want, or we can do dedicated episodes. We're all figuring it out as we go along, but I am just so, so freaking ecstatic that you guys are loving the podcast as much as I am loving creating it. Please, if you love it, make sure to rate it on iTunes, give it five stars, leave a review. It seriously, seriously helps me. And I'm just so, so, so grateful for you guys. I hope you enjoy the mood of the day, which is cool, calm, and collected. I hope you go into the rest of your week maybe feeling cool and calm. You know, I just, I feel like sometimes it's always fun and crazy and there's wine, but sometimes you just got to dial it down a couple notches. The holidays are going to be absolutely insane. I'm actually terrified to go home. I do want to podcast with my friends and family, but I don't know how that's going to go. So if you guys want that, let me know on Instagram and let me know if you guys liked this episode of My Mood and just mood in general. I'll be linking all the current obsessions on my Instagram story. Let me know if you're watching 90 Day Fiance and any Real Housewives because you guys know that's all I do with my life. Let me know if there's any other drama that I can entertain myself with while I'm on the couch before my boyfriend comes over. But I seriously, seriously cannot thank you guys enough for how much you're loving and supporting the podcast. Wednesday is my absolute new favorite day of the week. I cannot stress it enough, but talking for so long makes me really, really tired. So I'm going to go have a cool, calm and collected evening. I think I'm going to do a nice, healthy salad, go get some H factor water. My house is pristine and clean. Going to light that Christmas candle, going to sit by the Christmas tree, going to whip out my book. I'm going to work on some holiday gift guides for you guys. If you guys are new around here, I do gift guides every year and they are a fucking hit. I'm not kidding. Like people die for them. And I know that people die for them when like my guy friends are texting me being like, I saw this on your gift guide. Should I get this version or this version? Like people fucking love them. And I'm so excited to start sharing them with the new moodies. Oh my God. I can't believe I just said that. Like, should that be a thing? Like, should we be like moodies? Like, we're just like all like moody or I don't know. You guys, you guys let me know. Um, but thank you guys so much. I have a new video on my channel and I will talk to you guys on Instagram and I will have a banging new episode for you guys next week. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening to and I'll talk to you guys in just a few days. Bye. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.